Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we've got a crazy nuclear revenge story of sabotaging a girlfriend's chances at getting a career. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, I ruined my brother's marriage. For the longest time, Ted and I were absolute best friends. I mean, we were brothers, but we were inseparable. Ted was my twin, and we had a pretty amazing relationship. Even though we weren't physically identical, we had this mental, and my parents even insisted that it was spiritual, connection. We were the kind of brothers who finished each other's sentences. Ted was my confidant, and I talked to him about everything. We were so close that one time, our younger sister had said that she was convinced that we were both just one person that was split in the womb. Close as we were though, there were a few issues I had with my brother. The first thing I really didn't like was the fact that he was a totally different person when we were in the presence of a girl he was interested in. Now, it's normal for men to want to turn on the charm around women they like, but Ted took it to a whole new level. He would make fun of me and any other guy who was in our company. I always thought he did it to make himself more desirable. As if by somehow making other guys around look like weak idiots, ladies would be more likely to choose him. It was really annoying and we had a few fights about it. Another big issue was that he would somehow always go for any lady he saw I was interested in. The first time I laid hands on him, it was exactly because of this bull, and it hurt a ton because it was Lisa. Who is Lisa, you ask? Well, that's one topic that's always sore to me. Lisa and I were friends in high school. I had a big crush on her, but I didn't want to ruin our friendship, so I sucked it all up and decided not to talk about it. I did tell Ted all about it and he suggested I shoot my shot before it was too late. So one afternoon after school, I asked if Lisa wanted to go on a date to see a movie with me. She responded with an enthusiastic yes and a hug. Now you'd probably think that I'd had figured that she was probably interested, but 14 year old me wasn't exactly the sharpest tool in the shed. When I got back home, I told my brother all about it. His advice? That I prove my manliness at the date. He told me women respect a tough, powerful man and I needed to exude that. Like I said previously, I wasn't exactly very smart, so I thought his advice was solid. I went on that date acting like an actual jerk, and by the time it was all over, Lisa was absolutely miserable. She asked why I was acting differently, and I wanted to tell her that my brother had told me to act that way, but I decided not to. Instead, I told her that she was being silly and I wasn't acting differently. When I told Ted about it all and how I felt like the date hadn't gone well, he assured me that it couldn't have gone better, and all I had to do was wait for her to come running. I wasn't to call or text till she did. The next day at school, I noticed that she didn't talk to me as much as she usually did, and she even sat at another table to avoid eating lunch with me. I was honestly a bit worried, but I assumed it was all part of the game, as Ted put it. I figured after a while we'd be good again. What instead happened was that for the next few days, Lisa grew more and more distant. I know something was seriously wrong when I tried to talk to her in the hallway and she just walked away from me. 
Scared, I cracked. I tried to call her the moment I got home, but she didn't pick up. I knew I had blown it. I confronted Ted about the advice he had given me, and he told me to calm down and let him talk to her. I told him he had done enough as I stormed out of his room. Two days later, Lisa came over to my house. When I saw her, my heart leapt. Perhaps she had decided to finally forgive me. Maybe Ted did as he said he would, and he'd finally convinced her that I'd acted on his instructions and she was ready to patch things up. As I ran downstairs to the door, I kept thinking of how I was a bit harsh with Ted and how I'd apologize if this truly had been his handiwork. Finally, I could talk to Lisa again. Who knew, maybe we could actually still end up together. I opened the door, and the moment Lisa saw me, she had this look of irritation on her face that I knew. I immediately knew this wasn't going to be a pleasant visit. However, she was here, right? I still had a chance. I could still redeem myself and save this whole situation. Then she spoke, and my heart shattered into a million little pieces. Uh, is Ted home? He told me he'd be around at this time. Yep, my crush was here to see my brother. Confused, I said I thought she was here to see me. She asked why she'd want to do that, and I could feel the tears stinging in my eyes as I suddenly started begging. I told her the date was a mistake, and I wasn't like that. I took some dumb advice, and I was sorry, and I wanted to be able to talk to her again. I wasn't even done talking yet when Ted walked into the room. He completely ignored me, and instead asked Lisa if she was ready for their date. For a second, I thought I'd heard incorrectly. My brother? Going on a date with my crush? And then it all made sense to me in that moment. Ted had purposely sabotaged my date with Lisa by giving me bad advice, so he could swoop in and take my place after I'd messed things up with her. I would later find out from one of Lisa's friends that Ted had apparently also been talking to Lisa since before we even went on the date. When she had called him after the date to vent about my behavior, he had consoled her and they'd hung out a couple of times in school. Him telling me not to talk to her just gave him more time to woo her without me knowing. As I stood at that doorway between Lisa and Ted, all I felt was rage. My own brother had screwed me over. I couldn't even think of a reason that he'd do that to me. I didn't even think. I tackled him and started pummeling his face, screaming the whole time. Our sister and Lisa had to pull me off him. The good news is he didn't end up going on that date with Lisa. The bad news? My parents grounded me for a whole month. After that incident, Lisa cut off all communication with my brother and I, saying she wasn't interested in a family of psychos. Eventually, Ted apologized to me and we made up, but our friendship was never really quite the same again, and I was always cautious with girls around him. You'd think that that would be the only incident like this between us, and if he did, you'd be wrong. Over the years, Ted would try to date women I was interested in repeatedly. It was like he couldn't be bothered to find someone on his own. It didn't help that I'm a pretty shy person and I tend to take my time before I ask a woman out. Something happened, though, that seemed to ensure that he wouldn't ever poach a girlfriend from me again. You see, there was this lady, Veronica, that I was talking to. My brother, in typical fashion, also started talking to her. I wasn't really interested in fighting for her affection with my brother, so I just let them be. Surprisingly, they got really serious, and for the first time it seemed like my brother had found someone that he was actually really interested in. Two ways this was to my advantage. One was that I was able to finally have romantic interests without the fear that Ted would scheme and plot and snatch them. 
Secondly, it was really refreshing to see my brother actually crazy about someone. I had always maintained that, for the most part, Ted was never really interested in women to form actual romantic relationships. He was more into it just because he could. It seemed like women were just conquests to him. He basically ran through them just for the thrill, and when he finally got them, he just lost interest. Now, I'm not exactly judgmental of anyone. Goodness knows no one really knows what we're all doing. But to me, my brother's lifestyle seemed a little void of depth, at least in this regard. He had no meaningful relationships and was only in it seemingly for serotonin and the apparent adrenaline rush that must come from playing so many women. Honestly, it's why the fact that he went after women I was interested in also really hurt because he was just there to play them. And more often than not, they chose him. It hurt to see women I like go for someone who really wasn't into them. However, Ronica was different. She was special. I saw my brother love a woman in a way I had never seen him before. And it was honestly quite sweet to see. Eventually, they moved in together and we started joking that it seemed like someone was finally going to get Ted out of the market permanently. That joke seemed like a prophecy when after a year they started dating, Ted got engaged to Veronica. I was really excited and happy for them. I even helped plan parts of the wedding personally. On the day of the wedding, my brother had never looked so happy. I, of course, was his best man, and when I gave my speech at the reception, I mentioned how glad I was that Ted had met Veronica. I kind of skipped the part where I'd met her first and had been so close to dating her too. We all laughed and ate and drank, and it seemed like the perfect end to a perfect love story. After the wedding, my brother and I continued to hang out. Now, we didn't hang out as much as we did when we were both single, but we managed to see at least once every other week, which was fine by me. But then, one Friday, a couple of years after we got married, while my brother and I were at a bar having a drink, I met the woman that changed it all, Chloe. Chloe was perfect. The moment I saw her, I was already a goner. I was so enamored, I forgot what my brother was talking about and just got up and walked to her like a zombie in search of brains. After stuttering for a few seconds, which she thankfully saw as cute, I introduced myself to her and we started talking. I signaled Ted from where I was that I'd be a while and she noticed, so she asked if she could instead join us at our table, which I agreed to. For a quick second, I was a bit worried about Ted meeting Chloe, but I quickly cast that fear aside as he'd been a completely different man since he'd met Veronica, and I was certain he wasn't going to risk his marriage for anyone. We all had a blast talking and drinking and soon after, Chloe told me she had a party to attend and then she literally grabbed me and told Ted she would be kidnapping me for the rest of the evening. Chloe was very adventurous and straightforward. We had a ton of fun and when I finally took her back to her place, she asked me out on a date, more like informed me of a date with how direct she was, took my number and gave me a deep breathtaking kiss. Chloe and I started dating and it was absolutely amazing. I had never met a woman like her and I was absolutely in love with her. She was always lively and I couldn't imagine how I managed to live that long without her. However, one day she seemed upset and when I prodded, she told me the last thing I expected to hear. My brother had been hitting on her secretly. It seemed like Lisa all over again. I was disappointed, upset, and sad. I decided though that this was my chance to not only teach him not to mess with Chloe and I again, but it was a way to sort of finally get back at him for all the women he had taken from me. It seems a little mean, I know, but it is what it is. 
I told Chloe that I intended to expose him to his wife, and I pleaded with her to keep talking to him and seem interested so we could get evidence against him. I was expecting her to not want to do it, but she agreed to do it. So for weeks, Ted talked to, set up dates with, and even sent inappropriate photos to Chloe. It was all very gross, really. But when I thought I'd finally gotten enough evidence against him, I had asked Veronica to have lunch with me, and there, Chloe and I showed them all we had gotten. The divorce was so quick, I could barely believe it was done. He also lost the house. Thankfully, they didn't have children yet. It would seem evil to force a child to go through their parents divorcing just because their uncle was upset daddy was trying to sleep with his girlfriend. When Ted discovered that Chloe and I were in cahoots and were responsible for what had happened, he cut me off completely, which is honestly understandable. This unfortunately means that I haven't been able to spend holidays with my family, but at the very least, I don't have to worry about my girlfriend getting snatched by my brother, and that seems like a pretty good trade in my opinion. Chloe and I are still together, and I'm thinking of proposing to her very soon. I would say honestly, I think OP did the right thing here. I think letting Veronica know this is going on behind the scenes, especially for a storied womanizer like OP's brother, is very valid, especially this early into the marriage. I'd say even if they had a kid, you should let her know. That said, our next story is how I hid my girlfriend's passport and sabotaged her chances of getting huge modeling jobs. I met my ex-girlfriend when I was still freestyling as a photographer. I was 23, young, wild, artistic, and hungry. I was in my senior year in college and I genuinely believed that I could show the world a different perspective on life through my photos. I'd always loved taking pictures. Even as a child, I would play around with a tiny camera I got as a Christmas gift from my dad's sister, who, though I never met, never failed to send me Christmas gifts. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're wondering how come I never met her, it's because she and my dad are estranged. She was mad at my dad for something he did and she cut him out of life. Somehow though, she decided that even though her brother was trash, his daughter had done her no harm, and so the gifts came in every year, signed in her name. My dad never raised an eyebrow, he just acted like his estranged sister didn't exist and ignored her gifts to me. Anyway, I tried to connect with her via the internet when I was a senior in high school, but that didn't end up well. I realized that there was a reason she and my dad were siblings, and they were both weirdos. I never got any gifts from her after that year and, quite frankly, I wasn't bothered. After the things she said to me, I would have sent those gifts back anyway. 
back to my camera, I would take very nice pictures with it and have everyone in my family take a look, or maybe several looks, at the pictures. In high school, I was the gay girl with the camera. I took several pictures for our yay book, a term my friends and I came up with to create our version of a fun yearbook. I would take pictures of couples kissing, friends hugging, smiling teachers, all sorts just to capture the beautiful times we had in school. When I got into college and majored in public administration, I momentarily forgot about photography and focused on graduating with good grades and making my parents proud since they were paying my tuition. Just when I was close to getting into my senior year in college, my girlfriend at the time, who was an athlete, bought me a very expensive camera as my birthday gift. That brought back photography for me. I took pictures of people on campus and would offer to print them out for them for a small fee. I was very good at capturing happy moments. As though the universe thought I was too happy and needed me to chill out, I soon found out that my athlete girlfriend had been cheating. I was beyond hurt. I've always suspected that having a significant other cheat on you could hurt you, but that event made me very sure that the effects of cheating on the one who was cheated on can be psychologically damaging. I was hurt, so I poured my anger, pain, and frustration into photography. I went from capturing beautiful moments to capturing very sad ones. Even when I saw couples looking happy, I would wonder if one of them was cheating and if one of them resented the other. I took more pictures of people in pensive moods and the sun when it was set. One day, I took a picture of a guy leaning against a tree in school, looking very tired and depressed. A local magazine editor saw the picture and was impressed. He needed me to get permission from the model in the picture so the magazine could use the image. I didn't know how to find the boy, of course, so I kept passing by the tree for days, hoping that one day I'd see him. One day, luck smiled on me and I saw him leaning against the tree again. This time he looked happier and was dressed in pink pants and a white sweatshirt. I walked up to him and we talked about the picture I'd previously taken of him. I found out from our conversation that he was a runway model. He agreed for me to use his photos and I did. That was how I made my first significant amount of money from photography. A month after our first job together with the photographer had gone well, he called and asked if I was open to taking a job. A small lingerie designer had just launched her new lingerie line and she needed a photographer. Unfortunately, the photographer she hired to do the job bailed on her at the last minute. It was nearly impossible to get a new one and on such short notice too. So the guy suggested it to me and showed her the picture I took of him. I met my ex-girlfriend at this runaway show. She was wearing a white two-piece with lipstick kisses printed in red all over it. She was hot, but I figured she was straight and just did my job. I was in the office of the show's organizer after the show to go over the photos and discuss editing. I didn't edit the photos, but they had a professional who did. The model walked in looking very tired. I'm starving, I heard her whisper to him. He whispered something back. What? I can't wait that long. She was still whispering but loud enough for me to hear and know she was upset. I'm sorry, I can't help you. Models are to pick up their checks by Friday. She walked away, cursing angrily under her breath. I understood what had happened immediately. Models go through a lot in the industry. The ones who weren't famous were paid peanuts and even when they're underpaid, payment sometimes is delayed. Some big designers stubbornly refuse to pay models. They simply promise to give them more visibility. Models would struggle to get the spots still. 
I never understood why a business that could pay would rather pay with exposure or whatever else. You can afford to do it, so why not just do it? As she walked out of his office, I resisted the urge to run after her. Immigrants, the man grunted, as though by saying that word he'd explained everything I needed to know about the situation. I looked away, trying to hide my irritation, and went on to talk about the pictures. The next time I saw the model who had gotten me on board, I asked him about the immigrant model. Oh, her? She's a fireball, that one. I said that she didn't seem like a fireball yesterday. I felt bad for how she was treated. He shrugged and said, Payment comes in exactly a week after the show. She knew that. Maybe she needed the money, I said with a shrug too. Are you interested? He asked, smiling coyly at me. I said, would that be a bad thing? He said, I once saw her making out with another model at an event. Well, not a makeout per se. They shared a kiss and I thought it was hot. Two hot girls kissing. I said, could you put in a word for me? I interrupted his description. I'll try, he promised, and we parted ways. The next time I saw him, he handed me a piece of paper with her name and number written on it. Thank you, I owe you. I'll remember that, he said, winking at me. For two days, I tried to call her, but I chickened out and didn't do it. On the third day, I decided I was going to do it. I thought he wouldn't call, she said when I introduced myself. She must have sensed my shock because she quickly added, I wasn't surprised when he told you you'd asked for my number. I recovered quickly from my shock, grateful that our conversation might just go well. I said, you knew that I wanted your number? She said, girl, you were checking me out. I saw that look. You wanted to talk to me. I'm actually surprised that you didn't ask me for my number. I said, you seemed upset. I didn't want to bother you. She said, oh, but that's never stopped anyone. Our first date went well. She was funny, smart, and ambitious. We went on more dates afterwards and she soon became a regular in my life. Every day I would look at her and not believe my luck. She was absolutely beautiful. She had the kind of beauty that would intimidate anyone. As graduation drew closer, I asked her about exclusivity and we agreed to be exclusive with each other. For the first time, I told her about what had happened with my ex-girlfriend and we talked about how cheating was an insensitive thing to do. I had planned to explore a different city after college, but she had to stay in the city for modeling gigs, so I stayed for her. My parents offered to pay my rent in a comfortable area, and since she lived with two others, I invited her to stay with me. I had to stop photography because the numbers and politics involved with being a photographer were messing with my love for photography. I got a job and was working 9 to 5, the kind of job that my parents would say was a proper job. I adored my girlfriend. It was obvious enough for anyone to see, but sometimes I would wonder if she was using me. She was always asking for small loans that she never paid back. I wasn't worried about that because I could afford to not get my loan back. I was also earning way more than her since she was still trying to climb up the ladder in her industry. I also figured that she would make a lot of money soon and we'd be able to afford to move her weight around the house. My mom visited us one day and she took me out for lunch. She was going to take the two of us, but my ex had to see a dietician that her agency had employed to take care of them. I don't trust her, my mom said as she ate. I said, what? Who? She said, your girlfriend. I don't trust her. I frowned and said, mom, I still think you're not comfortable with me being with girls. As I said that, I wondered if it were true. My parents had been supportive since I came out to them, but I sometimes got the feeling that my mom would have preferred it if I liked boys. It's not about girls, my mom said, looking around suspiciously like someone was watching and listening closely, and emphasizing the word girls. 
it's not girls, it's her. I said, Mom, you know I respect and love you, but my girlfriend is great. We dated for a while before we were official. She said, I don't know, honey. She just rubs me off the wrong way. I hope I'm wrong. I rolled my eyes and said, I hope so too. My mom watched me and then said, I really hope so. You are clearly crazy about that person. I smiled. My mom was right. I was in love with my girlfriend. I loved her more than she loved me, but that didn't matter to me. What mattered to me was that she loved me too. So what if one person loved the other more? I supposed it was common stuff with couples. Besides, my dad loved my mom more than she loved him. He treated her like he still couldn't believe that she agreed to marry him. My mom returned home and I did too. As soon as I got home though, what my mom had said came back to my mind. My mom was not one to speak out of turn. I hoped that she was wrong about her. Weeks after my mom's visit, my ex came up with some good news. A huge fashion show was coming up in Paris, and models were needed in huge numbers. My girlfriend and her model friend were convinced that things would work out for them if they traveled. They also didn't want their agency to get involved, so the agency wasn't sponsoring the trip. This could be my chance to finally make something of myself, she said to me. Babe, I cautioned, you have made something of yourself. She said, well, I want to be more. You do everything around here. I want to be able to do more too. I went over and kissed her on the cheek. You will, I assured her. That evening, she asked me to lend her more money. She needed to pay for her flight and get her passport sorted at the immigration office. I agreed and she was happy. I loved to see her happy, but something just didn't feel right after I sent the money to her. I felt very funny and things felt different, but I ignored it. That evening, I returned from the office and met my girlfriend and her model friend watching TV and eating fries. As they watched and ate, my ex regularly checked the food she was cooking in the kitchen. I joined her friend on the couch and we watched TV together. Dinner was ready, so we went to the kitchen together and ate. As we ate silently, I felt an awkwardness in the air, and I knew it. I just knew that my ex and her friend had hooked up. I imagined that as we ate, they were touching each other with their legs underneath the table. As if propelled by a spirit, I stood and walked to the kitchen counter where I deliberately knocked on a salt shaker and bent a bit to pick it up. I was right, their legs were touching. I had never snooped on her phone before because I wouldn't want her to do it to me. That night while she was asleep, I snooped and got all the proof I needed. Her friend was not just a friend. I then remembered that the model who gave me her number had told me that he saw her kissing another model. I knew it just had to be her friend. As her trip drew closer, I thought of ways to get back at her and decided on hiding her passport. One morning, I took her passport with me to work and hid it in my desk drawer. Her flight was on a Saturday afternoon and I was working on some work documents when she cried out that her passport was missing. I could not pretend to not know where it was, so I pretended to be talking to my boss on the phone. After spending a full hour saying, alright and got it, I got off the phone and asked her if she was okay. I can't find my passport. She was in tears and I'll admit that I was pleased. I managed to calm her down and assured her she'd find it, but she needed to reschedule her flight first. We rescheduled her flight and she mentioned going over to her friends to ask if she'd seen her passport. I nodded and she left. A week after, she gave up on looking for her passport and began the process of getting another. I broke up with her and told her it was because I could no longer take care of us financially. She begged, but I didn't listen. 
I just knew she only begged that much because she didn't want to go back to living with other people in a tiny apartment. I feel bad for OP that they had to witness multiple circumstances of this cheating, but at least it does put them in a good place as to reacting to it. The no tolerance. Honestly, I think people who are willing to try to forgive and move past it if you get cheated on are usually mostly just setting themselves up for even more heartache because once a cheater, probably going to cheat again. It's not a sure thing, but it seems very prevalent that it probably would happen again. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 